Welcome everybody to a brand new episode of the A Show. You're the kings of pro wrestling podcast, and I'm of course Meals. And of course, you know Justin is not here this week. Now, Justin, I remember the last time I was out. I first of all, I took a off day last month, just one, because I hadn't had one since 2021. To be honest with you. And Justin was going on telling me, like, oh, you know, this guy always takes days off and he's never here. And look at where's Justin now? Where is he now? You know where he's at? He's in Atlanta, probably somewhere at the TBS or TNT stations trying to get a Wednesday show pulled off air. But guess what? (laughs) We got a guest on hand, someone who I'm familiar with, someone that I feel like this is fate in terms of getting this together for this specific episode, because Lord knows, like, how would the universe have lined this up? He has not been on since last year. A lot has changed in his life since the last time he was on. (laughs) A lot. (laughs) Facts. A lot. Um, Welcome, Jeff J. back to the A-Show. Thank you for being, you know, my co-host today, my friend. My man, my man. Thank you so much for having me. We back in the building. You know what I mean? Like another Emils and and Jeff connect on the A-Show. Shout out to everybody, Patreon, Discord, everybody who listen. You know what I mean? We back. And you know, how can you take the spot of of the wealthiest man in podcasting? You know what I mean. Like we already look. You talked about where where he was. You know where he was. You know the vibes. Come on, you know. You I know. know what it is. You listen, heard that. You heard that. Listen, listen. Come on now. You know what I'm saying. Um, you know what it is. Listen, big, big money, big money. Uh, just you know what I'm saying. J five and the five is not pounds. It's not euros. <laughs> it's not crypto. It's not stock. It's yes. You know what I mean? The five, the big five. That might be a billion. That might be a trillion. You know how it is, man. It's just, I, I, I'm wealthy in life because I can take the place of the wealth that is J5. You feel me? Oh, my God. Well, first of all, <laughs> since you've been on last time, congratulations for you know becoming the host of the Betting Exchange on MSG Network. Thank so you, congratulations you. to you. Appreciate you. Um, con- congratulations on the recent nuptials. Congratulations on getting married. A beautiful thing. Thank you, brother. I appreciate you. Beautiful, beautiful, um, beautiful thing. Absolutely. Congratulations on, I don't know, probably something else that's probably going to happen to you. Something that you haven't revealed. Last time <laughs> I saw you, you were, last time I saw you, we were at Madison Square Garden for that amazing, that 10 out of 10 episode of SmackDown. Oh, yeah. And little did I know, this man was literally probably coming up to get his work laptop, coming to pick up his keys, coming to get, oh, the, you know, oh, they, you gave me a stipend? Okay, cool. I'll go pick that up. Little did I know this man will be working for MSG Network literally like less than a month later. Um, well, well let, let's not even, let's not bury the lead though, because last time I saw Mills, my man was built like Bobby Lashley, bro. Like this man, <laughs> yo, I'm talking about I walked up to meet him after SmackDown and the my eyes panned to the feet and then I scanned, scanned up, you know what I'm saying? And then he was just standing there with his arms folded. I was like, oh, the last is the last time I saw Mills. He must have been training for the, the Kumite or something. Like I thought we was, I was going to have to go one-on-one with the Undertaker type situation like him. And, and shout out to Mark, who was like in a corner somewhere, faded or whatnot. Mark was like, he was. Mark, Mark was spent, bro. He was like, yo, Mark, Mark ain't coming all the way down the block, bro. I was like, yo, I feel you. And that was nah. a long show. That was a long it show. It was 
that was so funny because Mark. So we had met in front of MSG and shout out to I met like Armand and, and like Novak Rob was out there too. I don't, I didn't see him, but Novak I know he was, was there. I think it was in. The I saw Novak. We got some beef about that, but that's for another <laughs> show for another time. But I love Novak definitely. Um, the funniest thing about Mark was so Mark came. Apparently, he was super exhausted. He just came off the flight, came straight to SmackDown. Um, oh, oh, just oh rich man things. Blue. Oh, he when well, he came from San Tropez. We know we already know Mark Big Twitch. <laughs> You know what I'm saying? Big Twitch. You know the game. I forgot. Oh, my bad, Mark. I didn't know you was coming from the south of France. I, I, you know, Listen, the jet lag is going to get you. My man took a squat on the curb, and I said, if you don't get your ass out from that curb, New York City streets is not Florida street. Right. It is not clean right. at all, right. especially in the busiest place in front of the Mecca, in front of Madison Square Garden. Um this is this is fun. First of all, also just a random tidbit. This week marks the five year anniversary of the A Show. Justin, of course, with his wealth of riches, could not be here. So I guess we will talk about a lot more of that last week, next week. Yes, sir. But yeah, man, five years of the A Show. We've been doing this for five years, Yo. five year every week in a row, which is insane. Time flies, bro. <laughs> Time flies. What's that? Twenty seventeen. Y'all started? Yes. 27. It, it, yes. It, 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 it feels like y'all been doing it for a long time and only a short period of time, man. And it's that's a testament to y'all, y'all create um, consistency because mm-hmm. I've personally seen a lot of podcasts in all genres come and go. Start, stop, start, stop, and restart, stop again. And y'all just kept it going. Y'all kept it going. Y'all remained consistent. You elevated the game. You know, from from starting from starting from where y'all were to Patreon to doing all these things, creating a community. So that's something that you should take pride in and and look back and be able to smell the flowers while they're blooming in the moment. You know, like you can look Absolutely. about tomorrow, but appreciate today too, because without today, there is no tomorrow. Come on, man, with the gems, with the gems, <laughs> the, the the gems. Um, thank you for that. Yes, sir. and uh, I you know wanna. I want to do my best. I'm going to plug the War Report. War Report will turn this week. Took a hiatus last week. They, the, the boys are spent. There's a <laughs> lot of AEW stuff. I don't blame them because we got some AEW news to cover Word. as well on this show. But the boys are spent. They'll be back this week. And also on Patreon this week. If you have not, we already have the third episode of the Draft Diaries. Jeff, I might have to get you on an episode of the Draft Diaries because it's really, really fun, to be honest with you. What year are you covering? Every- so we're in 2002 currently. We're still we're moving over to 2003. Okay, actually. Okay. So before the end of this this season, we'll head over to 2003, and what we're covering. I mean, just we cover the new cycles for wrestling. Mm-hmm. We cover the 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 what's going on in that period of time. So I'm excited to get to 2003 because, like we we started this season. Um, with a little split half. So we started with the draft, but also we covered Jay-Z's 2002, which was a very interesting year for Ooh. Hove. Ooh. Um, this is post, you know, I don't even say post Nas. I guess it's still, it's it's still a little raw at that time. Um, but before that, we reached end of the season. I want to do Hove's 2003, the retirement year, everything building up to that. And we talk about wrestling, of course. We're going to talk about, um, you know, the, the current events. So this episode, I host with Ugly New York, Rob. Shout out to Rob. Um, we talk about the summer of Brock. Mm-hmm. Um, 
we talk about the one hit wonders of 2002 right which they got completely like i cannot say just being caribbean my man myself um and yourself as well uh they have wayne wonder no letting go listed as a one hit wonder of 2002 i'm like y'all don't know wayne like we know Ooh, wayne come on nah, now. <laughs> yeah yeah now were you it, wayne, what, wayne wonder was definitely no you know who was the um you had to be there mvp nina sky that was yes. the, you had to be like I we cannot I can't explain it to you, bro. You you had to be there. You had to be. It was it was legit a thing. Like you had to be there. Listen, so many different things. Uh, listen, check out the draft diaries on Patreon. It's a lot of you had to be there, <laughs> especially with one hit wonders. Right. But you definitely had to be there. Um, when y'all get to 03, you're gonna have to talk about the reign of Curtis. You're going to have to talk of about course. the reign of Curtis in 2003. You want to talk about you had to be there. You should have been there. That man, a, imagine a power character running hip hop. <laughs> I don't think there's only, well, yes. I mean, yes. yes. Literally, I mean, bro. realistically. <laughs> listen, based off of a true story, um, it's, it's incredible. Um, I don't even want to. So we got, you don't have much time. Mm-hmm. But I do want to get to so Patreon. We'll have the exclusive segment next week. Of course, we're gonna do uh, you know when we when we officially celebrate five years of us doing the A show. Um, but I want to get into No Holds Barred already yeah, let's because do boy, this week, boy, <laughs> and this is it. And and I love the fact that you're on because the last time you were on this podcast, we were celebrating. CM Punk officially <laughs> coming, officially making his AEW debut. Word. It was just, it was days after Rampage. The moment that will go down is probably one of the best moments um, in wrestling for that year. It may be the best moment of wrestling of that year, to be honest with you. And gosh, I want to say we're maybe like 400 something days later. And the reports this week coming from Wade Keller is reporting that CM Punk's contract could be bought out. And this could be the end of CM Punk in AEW. So what I want to ask you, Jeff. Yes, sir. Is like, yo, what went wrong? What went wrong? How do you take a star? And people say, I think the, the, the reports to me are if I had to say, are diluting the impact of CM Punk, mm-hmm. I don't think it's going to be, I don't think you can quite measure an impact in just over the course of one year. I think, you know, as time goes on, as time varies, if we had, if we had, you know, measured the impact of Roman Reigns' first year or anything like that, maybe, I mean, CM Punk is a little bit different, so don't get me wrong, he's a little bit more established. But I feel like it's diluting a little bit of the impact of CM Punk, but what do you think went wrong of how th- this massive star just, it's, it seems like the situation just fumbled. Yeah, man. I, for me, I think I can, it, it's, it's like an Akam's razor kind of thing. Sometimes the, 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 so the simplest solution is the best solution. I think for me, it's a lack of leadership. It's a failure of leadership from the top down. We've had these conversations before, and I've seen people have the the Vince versus Tony Khan conversation, whether or not something like this would happen 
in in with mm-hmm. Vince, Vince at the helm. And you know, people brought up a lot of those situations, like the, the Montreal screw job and all these situations, plane ride from hell, all these things that happen under Vince's watch, right? And, but my retort would be, but the company was was never for for wrestlers doing something professional acting in a professional manner and some straight inmate inmates running the asylum tip it never really put the company in jeopardy the real thing that put the company in jeopardy was that whole steroid case right which was kind of like you did it to yourself right and and, and i think with with this it, it's it, it is a failure of leadership because if Tony Khan had uh, was a, a manager of egos better, it would have never got to this point, right? The minute CM Punk went off the reservation and started getting personal and cutting that real life, uh, I don't, I don't, I don't fuck with these dudes. I'm, I'm, I'm a, I'm a air my grievances out. He should have cut his mic. He should have stopped him. He should have made some type of peace move where this is what leaders do you step in at the moment you step in at the right. moment because in that moment in that moment it looked like he was co-signing him we talked about 50 earlier right during that whole um rise of 50 where he was beefing with the world i remember one of the things he used to say was if you're my enemy and you if you're if i have an enemy and you're standing next to my enemy i'm assuming you're with him cuz you're not standing with me and that's exactly how it looked when he just sat there nodding as CM Punk went off on the dudes who who I don't even think you can argue he would not have AEW if it wasn't for them dudes. The dudes that you made EVPs. Absolutely. I could not imagine a CEO allowing an employee, no matter who it is, to go off on his e-board with him present in front of the media and not try to put to to um apply damage control or cut it off in that moment he'll cut off other questions legitimate questions but he wouldn't cut that off and i think he empo- i think he empowered the wrong people uh we've seen cautionary tales about when wrestlers get into those type of positions of power when you don't have separation you know running it like a corporation i think that's one thing that saved uh wwe is actually being publicly traded and having to run it like a real corporation and taking it from that bingo um uh seat of your pants uh quote-unquote bomb and pop business into an actual corporation when you have to adhere to the the whims of stockholders and 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 the publicly traded market you can't rock the same way and not to say aw should have went public asap but you should run like a business i couldn't imagine this happening i couldn't even imagine trevor lawrence being able to do this to the jags (laughs) i couldn't imagine that because they say like the nfl is bigger then the players, right? Or, or even the teams. I couldn't I couldn't imagine that. So I think for me, it was a failure of leadership where you saw small cracks, small fissures that led to a massive fracture but between um between everybody involved. That to me is, you know, you could talk about the egos and all of that. I, I look at leadership first. You know, you bring up the Montreal screw job, and I can probably say that's uh, that feels like the last kind of like punk punk thing. Yeah. Yeah. Issue where it felt like Vince McMahon was somehow in turmoil with 
he's having problems with Sean. Sean's having problems with Brett. Essentially, he chooses a side. And, you know, overall, Vince McMahon is trying to do what's best for his company. But he chooses a side and he sticks with and he cooperates with this side. And like, listen, we're going to lie. We're going to do all this and that kind of. Mm-hmm. That's how this really feels. And when you say that, you know, I, I agree with you 100 percent of like the, the thing that saved that for Vince McMahon is absolutely going public and realizing he needs to run as a business. And that's exactly you know, what Tony Khan, like you said, Tony Khan needs to do. I think Tony Khan, to me, this has always been, I think all these problems were resolvable, um, mm. especially when you look at from a business standpoint. And I don't want to, Punk to me, very crabby sometimes, definitely has an attitude a lot of the times, but I don't 100% feel like he's unjustified in feeling the way that he feels because he feels like he's being played with while he's trying to help build a company off of the ground. Right. I think he came in with the intentions of like, okay, we're going to make AEW grow. Um, this is going to work best for everyone. I feel like personally, he worked more dates than he probably should <laughs> for the betterment of the company. To me, he was on every week. He was like, CM Punk speaks about this. CM Punk, I was like, does CM Punk need to be here every week? Um, <laughs> like, to be honest with you, if you're an attraction, if you're the star, like, and that's one of the reasons why I always, I feel like they're also trying to dilute his impact, right? Mm-hmm. They, you know, they talk about in this Wade Keller report, um, you know, it says CM Punk's ratings wasn't off the chart, Um and if if his arrival, he notes, alongside Cole and Danielson, had led to more consistently hired numbers, he would have more leverage. He turned out to be a difference maker and a needle mover, but it wasn't game changing. I think people in the AEW thought it might be, so they were willing to put up with his eccentricities from the start. And I feel like I he's he's not going to be the needle mover, but he is someone who I believe, and we said this when CM Punk showed up, He he's the one who empowers your audience. He's the one who gets them to buy in completely instead of being like, eh, I don't know about this. Like, 100%. CM Punk is, is an attraction, and he was the right he was the right acquisition for the AEW audience, and he caters towards the AEW audience. Besides that, I can't even say with Punk, Besides that, to me, AEW hasn't done anything on the larger spectrum to really appeal to an audience outside of their main audience, which to exactly. me, this is why I call this 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 area um, of trying to dilute his impact because, yeah, well, CM Punk, no. Is he going to um, bring in a whole million other people? No, but I'm sure, I mean, ratings are, I mean, they're consistently the same. But ratings, the the... People come for CM Punk, and I think he's someone that that company absolutely needed at a point, especially post-2020, where people are tuning out of wrestling, um, you know, just audiences on television are just not in. He brings in this kind of, like, you know, nostalgic factor, but also someone who can empower this, like, like I said a million times, empower this audience. And I think he was the perfect get for AEW. The fact that he's not there anymore, he may be bought out to me, is a major blunder. And I feel like Tony Khan should be really looking at himself in the mirror to see, like, yo, where did this go wrong? Oh, and man. why, he, 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 essentially, it's like choosing between the Bucks and Kenny side and the CM Punk side. And it's like, yo, but how did we even get here? Exactly. <laughs> like, like, How did we get here? Yeah, man. It, it, it's Part of a leader is also making tough decisions, right? Right, wrong, indifferent. That whole screw job situation that you brought up, Vince made a decision. And he went with one person 
and and decided to eat the consequences of going with that one person, right? In retrospect, that could have fractured the company and he survived that. But he didn't try to toe the line or play the middle. At some point as a leader, you have to make the tough decision. And I don't think that Tony Khan did that in this situation. He tried to toe the line and then you got people in the back fighting. Not to mention your your lack of transparency through all of this is so glaring and and it makes you look bush league, right? You won't answer questions on it. You act as though there's there's some legal thing that's going on, but no one can point to a case being filed or anything that could legitimately say you you have a reason why you don't want to speak on it other than you just don't want to speak on it. And for uh, when you when you purport yourself as a company that's about the fans, for the fans, giving them all the information that they want, going to be completely transparent, going to blur the lines between reality and, and wrestling uh, and kayfabe, whatever. And then you do this. How do you look? And, you know, we're, we're going to talk about Hangman in a second. Uh, thank God that they were transparent about that. And I think the only reason yeah. is, is it was because it happened in our faces and it was so blatant. Yeah. And, and and similar, this is one of the ways where I think they should follow what they do with with the Jags and 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 you know I don't know what they do with Fulham. I'm a Chelsea fan. We don't consider them. You know they're the dregs of London. <laughs> but um, but you know like you got to report when your player you know he he went under the blue tent. He's being evaluated for a concussion, and then we we will give you the the status. That's what that's the type of transparency that they should have with this right. And then with Punk, you know. Punk comes with his own set of what it what it what you call it eccentricities, right? But you yes. know the you know the talent that you're signing. You have to be Absolutely. a manager. You have to be um, an administrative manager. Be able to run the day to day operations. You have to you have to be able to manage egos. You have to be able to manage money. This is why you have a C suite and you have people slated to do this job. And let's keep it real, Punk. When Punk got there, he got there at a time where the 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 wrestling world was ripe for the taking for them at least to make a mm -hmm. major dent he brought back fans that might have been disillusioned with wrestling from his old era i got I'm mad calls and texts talking about my goat is back my goat is back i'm watching now i'm tapped in that's why they were hitting those mills and it helps that right. they do four pay-per-views a year but they he i think he has a point in the buy rate and i'm about to i'm about to mess your head up a little bit um uh mills I feel like what's happening with Punk now and how they're trying to discredit his impact on AEW, at least from a commercial standpoint, he's their Russell Westbrook right now. <gasps> CM Punk is the Russell Westbrook of AEW right now, the way he's being scapegoated for the whole situation. Whether, he's, whether he has a lot of fault in the situation or not, it's like we're we're denying the fault of everybody else. Everybody exactly. else and we're focusing on him because he's the name where if you focus on the controversy, it will it, it will elevate and you can kind of wash your hands and claim and, and, and claim victim, you know? Or or even to say that we didn't know this was gonna happen, blah, 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 blah. Now, if you wanna have the conversation, and this is this is one thing I wanna know, um, did he really elevate anyone? That's the one thing I heard mm. mad wrestling fans talk about. He's going to elevate. He's going to elevate everybody. I'm going to sound like, like Cam where he'd be like, yo, where they at? Where you at? Where they at? Like Darby Allen, is he a bigger star? 
Then, then when mm. when when CM Punk came in, Powerhouse Hobbs is he a bigger star? Who are some of these people? Hangman is Hangman really a a, a bigger star? We know Mox was already there. All these people that he wrestled that allegedly he was supposed to elevate it and doing all these matches with the young kids in order to to bring them up. I don't know if he I can't remember if he wrestled Jungle Boy or not, but the fact that I can say I can't remember should be all you need need to know. I I think he was right. good for business. I don't know if he was good for the business of every other wrestler that was supposed to be the the uh the boats that his rising tide lifted into the atmosphere and put them on another level cuz I, I don't see anybody with crossover appeal or anybody who who's who punk directly benefited. I, I will give M I, I may give MJF, but I feel like I he will was say a stock. it established. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like it established MJF in this kind of like realm where he's a very large corners piece of this show. Facts. And I think that feud um not only kind of like reintroduce kind of like CM Punk to like it felt like he was really back now. Like he was really ingrained. Like this is, we're in a feud. This is a blood feud now. Like instead of the cute shit that we're doing where everyone's just kind of, you know, Eddie Kingston is like, you know, you, you never did this for me on the Indies and stuff like that. We actually had a story going. And I think MJF now being able to carry segments to me, um, that last uh, quarter hour of Dynamite where he's talking with William Regal and that great promo that he had, to me, is based off of the confidence the company has with him because of maybe his program with Punk. Mm -hmm. Saying, like, okay, you're carrying this entire quarter hour, 15-minute promo. Right. And um, maybe it would have happened anyway. But I, I give credit feel there. like... Yeah, yeah. I, I feel like... I just feel like... You know, I, I agree with you in a sense of, like, I think we're blaming Punk on an issue that's a much larger issue. And the and just by virtue of him, you know, considering being bought out, I mean, a lot of this news, I feel like we knew this news. Shout out today to, to the A-Show Discord. You know, sign up, trust me. RNC scoops, hashtag, hashtag. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Once we saw that, I mean, this has been, you know, uh, people have been discussing this for a while in terms of the future of CM Punk and will there be a buyout and all this other stuff. Once the A Steel news dropped that he was officially released, it's felt like any you know uh, investigation that was being done was coming to a close. Yeah. And I think that opened the door for this report to kind of come out, this very lengthy report um, regarding CM Punk and kind of his position in the company. And to be honest with you, uh, I felt like... I don't know. I think he I do I think he helps similar to Chris Jericho or John Moxley? No, but I feel like he's been so disenfranchised with wrestling just in general. I think he looks at it way more like a business than an actual passion right. more than anything. And that's probably why he sees it the way he sees it. But like, you know who also does that? Brock Lesnar and no one's coming to Brock. Right. <laughs> you're, you're not we're not starting feuds with people have tried and failed <laughs> immensely. And one was, one was actually Dean Ambrose. Dean Ambrose is like this guy, you know, he doesn't want to do, he doesn't want to take any of my thumbtacks or my barbed wire or anything like that. And Brock's like, no, I don't have to do that. Why do I have to do that? And you just kind of got to deal with it. But that's the structure of WWE as well. Um, of like, okay, this is the hierarchy and this is kind of how everything goes. And I feel like there's so much structure the lack of structure is ultimately the biggest downfall with that. But I want to ask you one more question about this situation. Yes, sir. We have to move on. 
Um, where do we go from here with CM Punk? Where does CM Punk go? Does CM Punk, if you're CM Punk, do you continue to pursue professional wrestling with the alternative? Or you just say, all right, maybe this isn't for me. <laughs> yeah, I mean, at this point, it, it's funny how life is cyclical, right? We might be back to the original Square One. Remember when he was doing the um, backstage show? with Fox yeah. and that was kind of like his toe in the water to return to WWE and then from there he he it, it was talks that there were talks that he might return and really it and it didn't pan out. I don't think AEW cuz you know how we say the 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 tagline used to be um never say never in the World Wrestling yeah. Federation, right? I don't know if the never say never would be the case with him and AEW. You might have to say never because I don't know how you bring them back. <laughs> you might have to say never, because I don't know how you bring them back, especially if, as it's been reported, that he's basically TK's thrown his lot in with the Bucks and, and Kenny. I don't know if you could ever re- re- repair that or any amount of money could repair that. Now, I think for him, right. the choices, it's only two choices. You either try to do something, some special attraction. You you get the Brock Lesnar deal with, with WWE, which would be hilarious on a lot of levels because he'd probably be doing a Saudi show. He'd probably be doing yeah. those type of things that he's railed against. All the shit. Past. I haven't right. wrestled. I haven't been a pro wrestler in right, fifteen right. years. All of that. Of fact. All of that. If if if, if and, and we don't know or WWE side, do they want to invite that back? I, invite all the things that come with CM Punk back into the company. But I think it's clear. It's either. I think I think it's either WWE or he gets that buyout and you know um, go into forex or something or you know what I'm saying or some crypto <laughs> invest that money so that you don't gotta come back to to wrestling and 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 find a way to flip that into a personality. He ain't gonna be doing the challenge. He ain't gonna be doing. No. Uh, uh, he ain't going back to the UFC. Um, I don't think he's gonna be at indie shows signing merch. What else is he going to do? I know he um he used to. I think he wrote a comic before he did one of those Marvel yeah. Voices things. Maybe you look into yeah. that because I know he's going to have enough money to to chill. Maybe it's that, hey, or, or maybe you come back in a special attract. Like you don't really wrestle like that. Maybe you're just a personality. You come out in Mania. You have a match a year. I think there's there, those are his uh, options. I don't think AEW is no longer an option. Hey man, he was doing. I think he was a uh, he, he was an actor on Heels or Stars. I oh yeah, oh he was good. Season two, he was good. He was good. Yeah. Playing that role, he was Listen. solid. Yep, yep. Hey, maybe he gets into that. Um, in terms of the WWE thing, I always think with WWE, it's overall, it's the business standpoint. And the thing is, it's like, we don't have to worry about this similar problem. Like, if it, will he come back with AEW? I don't know. A lot of people hate him. No matter who <laughs> hates CM Punk in, a, in WWE, it's not their decision to make. Facts. And ultimately, they're being told we're all professionals here and you may have to work with someone you don't like, but ultimately this is your job. <laughs> like you may have to do a program with someone you don't like. You may have to get kicked by Ryback in the guts. Yes. You may not like it, but ultimately this is what you have to do. You may have to work with Kevin Owens, Seth Rollins, even Roman Reigns to the standpoint. Do I think there could be a Roman Reigns versus CM Punk feud in the future? Absolutely. Oh yeah. I think, um, Especially since, I mean, if CM Punk came back to WWE, I believe that he he's more than likely going to be on SmackDown. Um, but do I think there's a there's a future? Absolutely, it's a new you know it's a new wrinkle for Roman, and also there's a real life thing that you can kind of build upon. 
And I don't know if it gets as shooty as it would in AEW, mm-hmm. but there's definitely like, <laughs> you're going to have to be like, listen, man, I was not familiar with your work. <laughs> <laughs> I apologize. I wasn't familiar with your game. <laughs> he was, he's, he's exactly going to have to do that. I apologize. I was not familiar with your game, your word. It's going to have to be a lot of apologizing. A lot of apologizing, bro. The people you see on the way up is the same people you might see on the way down. So you better come through with them IG quotes. You better come through. Come on, You better come through. I hear that. I hear that. (laughs) But yeah, the Westbrook Um, shit is, they're they're trying to make this man CM Westbrook, bro. Like, it's it's nasty. It really is (laughs) nasty. It really is nasty. But yo, that's business. And that should have been the type of business they handled from jump and they maybe they wouldn't be here in that situation. But it it is not on him. It is not on him. But I tell you, he lived out a lot of people's dream fighting his being able to fight his his the, the e board the CEO the C suite and, and be able to come out of come that on, with man. your money still. <laughs> they say he threw the first punch. They said no one actually kicked down a door. All types of other. I was like, damn. What, I mean, I'm sure Yo, y'all got video footage of all this, but bro, if I was CM Punk, you saw the flop Cole Anthony did the other night with uh with Julius. Yes. that would have been me. The moment I would have got touched, I would have felt like I it would have looked like I got hit by a Hadouken, bro. Like I would have flew bro. all of that <laughs> flop hole in my head, bro. Listen, man. Um, let's move on to another. Yes, sir. Something that happened in AEW recently last Tuesday. Title Tuesday, AEW going head-to-head with NXT for the first time in over a year. AEW does come out the victor in this situation, but, you know, you could predict that. Um, NXT also has a very solid show featuring a lot of WWE superstars. I was like, okay. I mean, main roster stars. They're all WWE superstars Mm -hmm. at this point. Um, NXT homecoming. Absolutely. Hey, man. Um, Tis the season. Mm -hmm. Uh, In the main event, the highly public... Highly anticipated main event between John Moxley and Adam Page. Something goes wrong. Adam Page gets completely knocked out, suffers a concussion. I'm watching this in real time, and I was shocked. And I'm I'm flipping back to, because it's also opening night for the NBA. So I'm right. like, I'm flipping back and forth and going back and forth, and I see this happen, and I'm like, yo, what was kind of your take on this situation and how AEW handled it? Um, uh, shout out to AEW. They did everything they could do that was right in the situation, given the sudden impact of what, what happened, right? Like when it happened the first, when it happened in real time, I thought he was selling. And then when I saw them all come in and they start, you know, when they start doing the close talk and he's like, kind of like talking and they're like, yo, it's it. I'm like, oh damn, he's hurt. But so then when you think about what, you know, I saw the flip that, and you know, the spot is he gets clothesline to hell and he does a flip. I was like, damn, I know the the first thought was, yo, Lord, I hope he did not land on his neck because the way he's like motionless, motionless on the floor. And after a flip, because if it would have been just a straight clothesline and he was knocked out, we, it was kind of like um, Mercedes uh, Martinez when Zia Lee sent her, um, uh, sent her to the upper room with that, with that kick, yeah. when she had the stars like Street Fighter around her, her head, right? Uh-huh. Like we saw that and we were like, oh damn, she got knocked out. It looked like we was watching UFC. That would have been a totally right. different thing, but the flip made it scary. And I'm watching oh, yeah. the replay. Like when I saw the first replay um, and I just kept watching it, I was like, oh he was knocked out 
midair. Mid yeah, in the mid middle of the air. Mid air. I've insane. never seen that. I've never that's like some that's real talk, some anime shit. Like he got I've knocked out that, midair. I've seen that in one situation. I'm a big fan of the challenge. Um watch it weekly. Uh there was this challenge, and you can see it on YouTube. I don't know why they still have it up on YouTube, but I guess it's now. He's alive, so it's like, now it's a, oh, shit. I right. can't believe that happened to me. They were jumping. They had cars suspended in the air. They had to jump from car to car. And for some reason, they also lacquered these cars in, like, oil or, like, uh, baby baby oil or something, whatever. They had to jump from car to car. My man, Leroy, jumps from one car to the next car, lands pretty much face first on the car, Gets knocked out, but he gets knocked out, but flips because he has to land in the water because he's 30 feet above water. And it was, he just came up and his body was just like motionless. And I was like, yo, that is the most sick. That's what this reminded me of. And then also seeing Taz's reaction as well. Oh, Taz was shaken up. Yeah, he was absolutely shaken up. Like they were trying to tell him to like, yo, promote this event. He was like, nah. Fuck that. Yeah, (laughs) he's he's looking at something that, you know, that has happened to him that has pretty much ended his career 20 years ago. You know, we're doing draft diaries. Taz's wrestling career ends in 2002. He just fully retires from professional wrestling because of that neck injury. And, you know, it was scary to see. I also applaud AEW for kind of how they handled it. It was it was shaky for a moment only because it felt like they didn't know what to do. And at this point, it's like where you're tested with the with the extreme the extremes of live television. Mm-hmm. Oh shit, one of our competitors got knocked out 10 minutes before the air before we're supposed to do. How do we buy time? They sent MJF out, cut some promo. Um, but clearly I feel like everyone was shaken up at that moment. Yeah. Um they and, and shout out to if it was anyone that you wanted in the ring for something like that, it's John Moxley because he has yeah. the experience to flip that. And MJF, like shout out to them. That was a great pivot. That probably may have was gonna happen. That probably was gonna yeah. happen after the match, which is you know, which 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 is what I'm thinking. But they improvised. But I'll tell you, Mills, when they took when they um when they detached the bottom rope to get him out, that's where I was like, wait, I think he just got knocked out. But did he land on his neck? Was it awkward? When they were like, yo, they're right. t- that's when that's when Taz was like out of it. When they detached the yeah. bottom rope, that's when it was like, oh, my God, this is something. This might be something serious. And I, and I, and I, I didn't know how they how they even got um, past it. But I, I know some people in the st- in the arena said when they were when they were leaving, he gave the thumbs up. I don't know if a lot of people could have saw it, but he did give a thumbs up when he was getting wheeled out. But I wish they would have been able to like show it, kind of like what happened with Big E, because I can't, I, right. I saw that and I was like, man, hearing him hearing him detail how one one move, one centimeter right or left, and it could have been a totally different story is is mm-hmm. absolutely insane. But yeah, man, shout out to shout out to AEW. I, they handled it well in the moment. They they you know ten minutes left in a show. And you got to improvise. That's not easy. Live TV, that is not easy. And I wouldn't wish that on anyone, but they did their thing in the moment. And releasing info on him as soon as they had it, they they did everything. That was a competent organization at play in that that moment. Absolutely. So shout out to that last bit. Oh, also, I had this other as a a question. Um, 
considering the direction of MJF, I know MJF loves to be the heel. Are you, do you turn him face in this kind of situation? Especially, it feels like, especially considering the ending of the show, mm-hmm. how he's essentially, I mean, he was introduced with the firm or returned with the firm. It feels like the firm is firmly in the background. Yeah, um, I don't know what the hell's happening with that. Yeah, I don't know what's going on with that. But it seems like he wants to prove it to himself that he can actually win the AEW championship with no help. Mm-hmm. That's, that's, that's very heroic. That's very heroic. But I, I think he has to be a tweener, man. I don't think he could be full babyface. Because then, right. who is he cutting these heel promos on? I could see him. I could see him kind of like what um you know i say austin austin was just the don't trust anybody you just can't trust that man if you trust him that's on you just like a rattlesnake you come in you come in a rattlesnake and and it bites you that's its nature why why are you expecting a rattlesnake to be a a a a terrier you know what i mean but (laughs) I, i think with him he might be in the same vein character wise as like a la knight where it's like yeah. you love him or you hate him, he gonna call you an incel, he gonna diss you, but it's yo, he's cool, he's LA Knight, we not cheering him. Or even like Seth. Seth is a heel. Right. And fans are, and he kind of leaned into them singing his song. Like he has his followers. He's a he's a full heel. So I think he can he can make his transformation into this like tweener. I, I put some respect on my name as a wrestler. I don't I don't fuck with y'all. But put some respect on my name as a wrestler. Like I can do this, but I don't know if, if face is the answer. Mm, okay. I can definitely agree. I just feel like I don't know. The direction it's it's very, you know, it's gray. It's gray. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's I'm the saying. arc. He's going on that arc. Like he's going it, on his own arc. It's, it's a personal arc. Yeah. As 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 the kids would say, it's uh it's giving Vegeta. <laughs> <laughs> it's giving a, Vegeta right now. He's definitely going. On, you know what's crazy? Another another wrestler in in WWE's going on arc. We'll talk about it a little bit uh, yes, when we get to the show's part. But I I really do enjoy that arc that he's going on. Um, in other I guess another AEW. I just want to say congrats to Willow Nightingale. I think um, signing to AEW. A lot of people question whether what was her status. She's mm-hmm. officially signed to AEW. I think she's done great work over the last two months from everything that I've seen on AEW. So I just want to give a congratulations. To yeah, her. salute to her. Got the all elite graphic. That's like the Rockefeller chain of pro wrestling in in twenty twenty two when you get the all elite graphic. But yeah, I hope I hope they can do right by her and build her up, and and she's not you know relegated to YouTube yeah. for these whole times. Like you have somebody yeah. you have a baby face. Use I think, them, please. And I think you have <laughs> someone with a completely not to say like she's a completely different look, but you have you showing a lot more diversity with the the people that you feature on television facts and i think she's a great worker i think she's a great personality i think a lot of people will get behind her if they do the right thing with her mm-hmm. now aw still one women's segment throughout the sh- one women's match throughout the show that's another issue we'll get there um but i think it's a great signing for them um next up wwe's bringing the elimination chamber to montreal I, I can't say it. Well, it, Montreal, Montreal. Montreal. Yeah, there. yes, there you go. <laughs> um, February 18, 2023. So look at that. Elimination Chamber is back. I feel like I'm, I'm, and I'm not sure if this is a kind of like WWE's direction is going. I feel like this needs to be the last pay per view themed pay per view with like matches. Mm. I want to go back to the model. And maybe maybe they don't want to come up with names like No Way Out or No Mercy or stuff like that. Mm-hmm. But I feel like this is the last. To me, I want to go back to 
the the match the occasion calls for the match you know what i'm saying right not the um, match calls for the yeah, yeah, yeah. The, not the not you're not having the match just because this is the pay-per-view right. where we have the match like hell in a cell right right because i'm visiting again 2002 um revisiting this 2002 is the first elimination chamber year that first elimination chamber and granted it was just an invention kind of thrown out there um but it ends up being this great way to settle this, you know, this feud that's coming on. It, it, it lets you know the landscape of Monday Night Raw, but also great way to continue this feud between Shawn Michaels and Triple H that's going on at the time. Exactly. Um, and it leads to a very, very great moment. But Elimination Chamber is coming back. I'm excited for it. Um, last bit of news this week, NXT at Halloween Havoc over the weekend. Um, did you get to peep any of it at all? Oh yeah, yeah, I saw it. I saw it. I enjoyed it. It was, it was a, it was a good time. It was a good, it was a good like, it was like two hours and change. Um, I believe it was like two hours and change. I felt like it was good. They, they did a lot of different things on the show. Some, some hit, some didn't. But overall, like, I, I, I appreciated it. I loved the, um, I love the latter. I like when I like NXT doing Halloween Havoc just in general. I feel like mm-hmm. uh, it's it's a time where they really truly um, understand the theme of the show, and right. it feels like it's it, it, it's a great show. Is all I'll say. I think it's a great show. Um, like you said, there's a lot of hit or miss on the card itself. I'm perfectly fine with Braun Breaker moving on from Yulia Dragunov and, and JD McDonough at this point. Yeah, facts. Um, I'm, I'm, I'm fully fine with that. Carmelo Hayes, no longer um, North American champion, but Wesley. Shout out to Wesley, man. What a year. What a year he's had. <laughs> right. And to be able to – his first ever singles championship ever in his career. Um, this is how you kind of like rewrite your story and kind of like, you know, I don't want to say change your narrative, um, but how you, you, you know, this is the start of something new. Everything, you know, something could end. This is the start of something new. Shout out to Wesley. Mm-hmm. Um, shout out to everyone who kind of won on the card. Again, uh, Julius Creed is one of them ones. Yeah. Um, Mandy Rhodes is on a historic reign at this point. I'm pretty sure she's going to beat whatever Oscar's reign is. Um, what do you feel like NXT's identity is today, especially now that they're kind of like back in the black and gold? Are we back to fully developmental? Uh, I think I think we are. <laughs> I think it's NXT 3.0, but we're dropping the version number, right? And I think 3.0 is the best is tr- is attempting to take the best out of the black and gold. And the uh, the the sunsplash uh, color era, right? I, I think you're 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 finally seeing what this version of NXT is is their their attempt to be the perfect case scenario to what NXT could be. Is it its own full fledged brand that travels like the like the glory days of the uh, of of um, the black and gold, where it pretty much was the AEW for WWE fans. That's right. what NXT was at one point. I, I, I we remember when 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 Takeover would come to Brooklyn, and then they would have Survivor Series. I never remember that. I never forget that Takeover at Survivor Series, and um, uh, it was Survivor Series, and then the, the next day or SummerSlam, and it was every every major pay per view. 
uh, can WWE follow that? Can 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 the the major pay per view mm-hmm. follow? It was like follow that every single time. I don't think it's gonna be there. I don't think it's the fully develop the fully development. Um, try everything, see that it sticks. That 2.0 seems to be, which I think they right. needed because, hey man, this is the business of wrestling. You need to have a gimmick or something that sells you other than I'm nice and I'm a wrestler. You have to have something, something. And they're trying to build superstars, people that transcend this business to be able to touch multiple different communities and and different age groups and ranges and walks of life. Because in that at this point of the world, you're competing for attention. You're not just competing. You, you, they're competing against the NFL. They're competing against every streaming service. They're competing against Friday music releases. They're competing against books. Remember books? They're competing against books. Anything, <laughs> video games, anything that can take social media, anything that can take your attention away, they're, they're competing with all of that. There's, there is a, an abundance of content now. So they're competing yeah. with all of that. So I think what they're Listen, doing with TikTok three- takes so much of my attention. Right. Yeah. Oh, oh, and God bless what the work that you do on TikTok. Because the Sundays on, on Mills's IG have oh. me screaming. <laughs> I don't know. You're out. I need your algorithm because you be finding you be finding some shit. <laughs> like I'm talking about laugh, laugh out loud stitches. Sunday, Sunday morning, bro. Like Mills, Mills joined his must see, must see IG, bro. But yeah, like I think this 3.0 is the synergy with the main brand where you're like, it's like development plus. This is where we build our future stars, but we also, you know what it is, Mills? It's the G League. Yeah. It's the G League. You may see when Banyana come and play an exhibition game, you may see someone get elevated to an NBA team. You may see some guys in the NBA roster go back down to like get some reps. They may not be, they may not be, prime time ready to have a rotation spot so we're going to send them to right. the G League so that they can hone their craft get some notoriety and then when they come back they're even better than before but we don't we don't deny the existence but we do play we do have interchangeable parts that can go back and forth that's where i think Absolutely. the future of it is and that's where i think they are now it's a great direction to go in i support it um and i'm 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 interested to see where they go next and how they're setting up their actual scene moving forward. I think now that Carmelo's out, I don't know if he's fully out of the North American title scene. He might have one more, you know, I, I it's not that I'm going against seeing Wesley versus Carmelo Anthony for another time. And then, you know, Shawn Michaels had some report that like, you know, Carmelo Hayes still has a ways to go, but he's absolutely main roster ready. And I agree with that. I think, right. you know, I think he still has a lot to learn. Um, I think if my only critique of Carmelo is, I think he has a move set of a face and very much so playing a heel mm-hmm. and it isn't to the Shawn Michaels standpoint of like, I can do this because I'm that good in the ring. It's more so like he does this. I feel like he isn't completely playing the role of the character that he's being, um, pretty much the character that he's supposed to play. He, right, it it right, isn't fully right. committing to the role. Um, but overall, I think he's got all the chops. I think he's quick-witted. I think he's athletic in the ring. And I think if he eventually... I think when he does go to main roster, it's going to be a great moment. So Facts. shout out to everyone in NXT. And I know Let's you I know you're a Knicks fan, Mills, because you definitely called that man Carmelo Anthony. 
Oh. It's it's gonna yeah. happen at one point. It was gonna happen at one point. Listen, I, all I heard, yo, you said that. And all I heard was three point goal. <laughs> first of <laughs> all, I, I like to do, we don't we don't have a we don't have a moment where we have fully mixed buy in on this podcast. Oh yeah, no, yeah, would, we here. I would just like to say, I feel good about our season this year. I would yeah. just like to say that. I feel like Jalen Brunson is pretty much an invigorating factor on this team, taking a lot of the pressure off Julius, um, which allows Julius to kind of play a little bit more naturally, a yes, little sir. bit more without having to think like, oh, I got to pass. I got to facilitate and also do – it's not all in his brain too much, and I think that's led to his stellar play as of late. But I do think the Knicks are – in a good position this year. I would what say a difference that, a know? point guard makes in leadership. All them blown leaves. <laughs> at the time you're listening to this, they, they had just played the Magic. That would have been a game that Terrence oh, Ross came out of nowhere and, and hit like 85 Absolutely. threes to, to take over the lead. Like we've saw that movie before and they and they did it. So yeah, man, like it's it, it's good times. It's good times, you know, and, and, and y'all going to be mad and I'm going to love it. I'm drinking tears. Absolutely. I'm drinking the hate. We embracing the, the embrace the hate era might be back. I, I, I'm 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 Listen. I'm excited. I'm excited. Also, In worst case, we get we try to get one manana. Fuck. <laughs> this is very true. Let me ask you this question. One more question. Yes, sir. Have you ever had a Tahitian treat? I you want to know what's crazy? I heard this debate that y'all were that y'all were having about this. I. I have seen Tahitian treat before. I don't believe okay. I might have had it once. You want to know you want to know wh- why you probably never noticed it Mills because did you ever drink tropical fantasy? Of course. <laughs> it was it was around there and and for us in New York, tropical fantasy is probably what Tahitian treat is to everybody else. Yes. And there was a point where the the the, the conspiracies came out about it of lowers course. your sperm count and all of that. So we probably blocked out Tahitian treat, but I have seen it the same way they used to have like sundew drinks the in the cartons, tropical fantasy. Um, you know, we 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 also have the um the cola champagne. I know a lot of people might not know that. If you're Caribbean, you know what I'm talking about. Of course, of the course. The cola champagne, right? Like a lot of people don't have that, but uh, but I will say it's it's not everywhere, but I have seen Tahitian treat in New York before. At least I feel okay. that in my soul that I have. I don't think I've I've drank it before though. Okay. I've ne- I've never seen I went on a journey. I've gone in many, oh, you know, I'm I take my walks, I take my runs. I'll stop by a corner store. I'll look in. I'll look crazy. I'm going in just to look if this particular soda is there. And if it's not, I leave. So, Oh, yeah. I'm, I'm looking it up know. now. Oh, I've definitely seen this before. Mills, you got to go into, like, the deepest part of Caribbean <laughs> stores. You got to go. You got to go to the mom and pop Jamaican store where as soon as you come up and say hello, the they stuck, they suck your teeth. They suck their teeth. <laughs> what y'all want? What you want? Everything where everything is finished and it's noon, but oxtail is already done for the day. That's where you gotta go to find Tahitian tree or like a uh, Fambria or something like that. One of those. Like you gotta get into your deep Caribbean bag, bro, to get that right. I'm like, yo, it we is eleven o'clock. I can smell. You put three tons of jerk chicken on the grill, but the oxtail is gone, and then it's it's forty five dollars. Are these oh ox eating God. like uh, vegan food? Like, what's going on? Like, <laughs> why is it so much, bro? The, the, I'm not even gonna derail. I'm not even gonna derail. Listen, <laughs> let's, let's get to the shows this yes, week. Yes, sir. 
Let's start with SmackDown. SmackDown last week. SmackDown's been on a run, man. It's yeah. just it's the perfect it's the it's, it's because it's two hours. It's the perfect amount of time. And and I think this this bloodline, you're able to have this mini feud going on mm-hmm. without Roman being there. Mm-hmm. And I think the fact that you have the Sami Zayn, you were able to advance a feud featuring Logan Paul without Roman Reigns actually being there. And I think that's highly effective. Yeah. Um, Sami Zayn on one, arguably, you know, one of the best performers this year. Um, Jay Uso. What is Jay Uso's problem? Please, uh, he needs uh, anger management, me. bro. He needs anger <laughs> management. That's really what it is at this point. Like he's, uh, you know, they were like, "Yo, Roman said, don't <laughs> agitate Logan." This nigga like, man, he don't scare me. We just beat up Sheamus, bro. Come on, man. Right, tough. right. Sheamus tougher than this guy. Like, I'ma get him. And I'ma get him. <laughs> and you gotta get knocked out like so many other people on television have been locked out by Logan Paul. Oh, I, I still like, I, I still love kind of where this is going. Um, I feel like Logan Paul has been training with Shawn Michaels. I feel like we're, we're going to get a performance mm-hmm. at crown jewel. Mm-hmm. We're going to get a performance no matter what. Um, but just, just great stuff moving forward. Bray Wyatt. I love the story so much. I think it's something that WWE doesn't do as much um, in terms of actually like very like nuanced stories. This man who is clearly trying to run from his past and his past is chasing after him right. with a with a with a damn cleaver at this point. <laughs> um, he is trying to say like, listen, I'm glad to be back. I'm glad to be. Um, here, I heard everything. I was a rock bottom, but now I'm able to pull myself up, but there's something that's chasing me. How do you feel about Bray Wyatt being a face? How about that? I like it in the way that they're doing it because he's he's really tapping into the essence of what it means to be a sympathetic figure for this audience. I think mm-hmm. the fans can look at Bray and see themselves. Remember like the the Nirvana the Nirvana 90s, like the emo, the emo era where all these sad boy alternative artists were coming out and and fans were connecting because I get depressed too. I'm trying to run from my demons too. I feel like there's dark days and I don't see the ray of sunshine through the clouds, but Bray is that ray of sunshine for people. And we know his conflicted his conflicted history and the and the multiple personalities that he had. What if this was all just a journey for him? to find his way and the fireflies are the way are lighting that way. And this is, this is Mm. what I, this is what I get to him. He, I see the poetry he's trying to elicit the poetic um, vibes. He's trying to elicit from the story and for our our reactions. I see it. The, the, The way they built this QR code, it was a journey. We took the journey with him and now he's here and everybody wants him to succeed. It's real. It's some of the best stories ever in wrestling combined real life, real life situations with what the character is going through it's art imitating life imitating art right and this is what he's going through and and to to think that he has he's literally fighting within his own self to be something greater to be whatever it is that we thought he should be or the expectation should be it's another one of those type of storylines done in his unique eccentric um 
far out way. And I, I'm I'm just along for the ride, man. I, I'm 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 tapped in. He said a lot. He said just enough, and and, mm-hmm. and it was like his emotions told the the a thousand a ten thousand words where his words only had like a, a couple of minutes. And I'm I'm man is Keanu Reeves at this point, my friend. Right. It's <laughs> like uh, I know I know you out there. You know what I'm saying? Like yo, <laughs> bro. I'm t- I'm pinching myself. Like yo, is this real air we're breathing right now? Is there a spoon? Is there a spoon? Like, dog, I, I'm, I'm, I'm fully bought in. Um, another person who's going on a transformation, Liv Morgan. Liv yes, Morgan's sir. in her extreme girl bag. She is, um, she has lost the, 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 the SmackDown Women's Championship, but apparently has not lost her way because she is now transformed into this much more extreme character. It's a lot more tougher character. I love it. I feel like this is something that, um. Usually, back in the day, maybe with a previous regime, um, <laughs> we would see probably live, move, lose another time, and then she would kind of get like, oh, okay, oh, Liv's found a tag team partner. That's yep. crazy. Like, yep. you know what I'm saying? But the character development for Liv, I truly feel like they have a lot built into her, and I love it. Like, this is this is some good stuff. Yeah. I like, I like this queen of extreme type situation where now... She's like uh, the the masochist, masochist mommy and whatnot. She enjoys mm-hmm. the pain. Like you putting her through, you hitting her, you're punching her, you're trying to snap her, her arm and she's smiling. And she built that off of the Ronda loss, smiling as she was getting choked out, right? And everybody's like, what the hell is she smiling for? And now we see, you saw little hints when she started getting extreme. Extreme rules broke her in a good way. Right? right, where it it, it broke, it, it kind of broke her normal reality of who she was. Where she still has joy, she still lived Morgan, but extreme rules. It's almost like she crossed a certain threshold of pain where she's able to convert it into something that fuels her even more. So she could take this and be a whole nother level of badass if she keeps tapping into this extreme character. Hey, come on, Sasuke! Come on, <laughs> yeah. come on now. Um. <laughs> What are your thoughts on this big kaiju battle between almost and Braun Strowman? Oh, you know, uh, dog. I'm a. Uh, I was about to say something super wild. I'm not even gonna <laughs> say. I'm not even gonna say it. I read it in my mind, and I was like, nah, because y'all gonna clip it and put it in, in the Discord and run that back. Like, nah, I, 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 you ain't gonna get me like that. But dog, like, like these are two guys. Two guys. It, it, it's cool. It's like a spectacle. It's a spectacle, yeah. and I, I think WWE does that well. This is the perfect match for Crown Jewel. They're literally going to get like like two kaiju's battling each other. They're going to probably do some ridiculous strong man, big man um, stuff, you know. And and it's it's going to be cool. Like I think I think it was cool to like show that Omar Omas is on his level of strength. So right. now Braun has a little to overcome. Like oh, this is a big boy too. You not you not the biggest um, the biggest dog in the yard right now. So what you going to do, Braun? So I, I fully mm. expect them to have some wild spot in in um in, in Saudi and do something crazy. But I, I think that you come to see spectacle in the shows too. You're gonna see great wrestling. You're gonna see storylines, and you and you're gonna see a, a spectacle. Like I, I think it's good for that. Absolutely. Let's move over to Monday Night Raw. Yes, sir. Um, what an ending to Raw. First of all. Stellar main event between Bianca Belair and Bailey. Yes, sir. Who else but them? You know what I'm saying? <laughs> um, these two ladies have been killing it, especially over the last number of months. I've kind of made this feud uh, 
granted, while I've been critical at moments, I can't hate on this match. This match was very, very good. Um, but more than that, the surprising piece after this match, Nikki Cross. Nikki right. Cross, who's seemingly been left in the wayside. I mean, just a few weeks ago, even probably just last week, she's doing um, self-filmed. I don't even want to say self-filmed. They probably have someone from WWE filmed it. <laughs> um, Twitter segments with Dana Brooke and, and, and Tamina and Dolph Ziggler and everybody else who you don't see on TV. Um, but now it feels like she's reverting back to that, you know, um, sanity, Nikki mm-hmm. Cross. Um, I originally, so I, I, I remember just watching it and being like, oh, okay, that was a choice. Um, only because I was just like, okay, I don't like the idea that she's reverting backwards because I felt like we did so much work moving her forwards as a character. Mm-hmm. But sometimes, I know, sometimes the, the path is a little less, you know, it's not as straight or like, you know, goes in front. Sometimes it takes a squiggle here and there or something like that. What's your kind of thoughts on Nikki Cross? First of all, she laid the shit out of the referee. Like, completely oh, yeah. Clobbered the referee. He ate that. He ate that cross body. <laughs> it's funny because when I saw it, I was like, they, I don't know if they meant to do it like this with the camera uh-huh. angle where her face was covered. Like, probably mm. the people in the crowd knew who it was because they saw her climb up. Right. I thought it was a wig. (laughs) Right. Right. I was like, who is this with the bedazzled shirt, the bedazzled cat jacket, whatever. And but the way she did it, I was like, you know, in the back of my mind, I was like, that looked like that's a Nikki Cross, but that's not Nikki Cross. She don't got the she don't got the blowout. You know, she don't got the Dominican blowout and whatnot. You know what I'm saying? Like she don't got the stylish hair and all that. That ain't, that ain't Nikki Cross. And then when she laid out um Bianca, I was like, oh, that's Nikki. And, and I was like, okay, like when she did that, I was like, okay, is like you know, it was mad thoughts at once. One, I was like, yo, is she part with part of control, but she not she knocked damage control out too. Then she attacked Bailey, and I was like, oh. This is Nikki Cross, Nikki Cross. She's unhinged. She's un. She mm-hmm. went. She got a makeover and said, "Now nah, you know what? I'm gonna be me." <laughs> yeah. She was like, "I like the way I look, but I'm I'm not gonna change who I am on the inside, right?" And, and she went off. And she went off. And I, I think it's good. Like I agree with you. It 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 almost seems like a failure to revert. But just yeah. like with uh, just like with some like you update apps. We update apps. Some a majority of people update apps all the time. And mm-hmm. we do it. We do it mindlessly because you know. Okay, you got to squash some bugs. You got a new feature. You got to um, update a feature. Okay, cool. We update it. Sometimes those updates don't stick, and you have to revert back to figure out why, and then update again. This is what I look. This is what I look at with Nikki Cross. I think it was great for her as a wrestler to try because it was. You know, it was reported that was her idea to be yeah. Nikki Ash. Yo, she tried it. It wasn't really rocking. Or it didn't connect as uh, probably as well as she didn't thought. Didn't have a shelf life that yeah. probably was as long as she probably thought it would, yeah. Right, and she won a title with it, so there was some successes in it. But now, yeah. you know, sometimes you do got to give the people what they want and, and, and find a way to elevate what you had before. Because I never thought there was a real problem with the Nikki Cross character. I felt like there was right. a way, maybe you evolve it to where she can control the sanity, the insanity, mm-hmm. right? But I, I think this is a good way to step back. Maybe she keeps some parts from the ASH. And, you know, she's going to have to beat those ASH allegations now as a, as a heel or a tweeter or whatever. But... I think th- there's a way to make progress going forward for using the thing that the 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 gimmick that worked for her before. 
Hey man, speaking of speaking of updates, speaking of firmware updates, this man Baron Corbin. <laughs> I don't know, man. I feel like you could update the firmware; it's still the same old app to me. Like <laughs> just one more level. They just added a new level. Yeah, they just man, added. They was, added a new gun. <laughs> I was just like, it's the same old app to me. Ain't Gee, he's Fortnite. He's Fortnite right now. Just new skins. He's, just new skins. Just new skins, baby. Because <laughs> the way. He came on in the show and it was like, Oh, we about to have a Johnny Gargano versus Baron Corbin match. Now the match could have been fine, but there's something about Baron Corbin is like, I don't want to watch this. Uh, yeah. <laughs> like I think it's because you know what? I think it's because it's probably it was I feel like two hours into the show, maybe in the second hour, maybe in the first hour, I'd already seen so much wrestling, and then you're like, Okay, we're gonna stall for a bit. We're gonna get our Johnny Gargano Baron Corbin thing off. And I l- don't get me wrong. Love JBL. Mm. I'm still not the pairing. It's not completely weird to me, but it's kind of weird to me. Like, yeah, I feel like Baron Corbin to me, it was like um, the pairing of Stoke and Jade, for instance, Mm. and shout to Stoke. But Jade can speak and emote and do everything on her own. So the fact that she would need a mouthpiece and how Baron Corbin would need a mouthpiece, Baron Corbin is a heat machine all on his own. Right. Now, if he was like, I'm being funded by JBL, I could get that. Yeah. Um, but in terms of JBL just being the mouthpiece and trying to like reinvent this idea that Baron Corbin is this prodigy that's been waiting in the dust for the last six years and we've all seen him for the last six years, to me, it's just like, I don't know. Yeah, it, it would have, uh, to me... You know what's crazy? I just thought about that from what you said. I feel like Baron Corbin could have benefited from being the million-dollar champion mm. more than being with JBL. Because DiBiase, it, it's, you, it's almost... It's almost similar to like getting a cosign because you know rich people. Like you know, like how we know J Five, right? Like we get right. that cosign, we get that cosign off rip because you know we hang with the wealthy. So it's like, all right, you you must be of someone of status because you're with him. And we know that the million, Absolutely. we know what the million dollar man represents, right? With the million dollar title and all of that. So that is like the I got fuck you money title. Like I, yeah. I don't care about your world title, your five star matches, your work rate, your your prestige of going to Good Morning America. I got cash, and I got I got cash on my waist. That's like something where, like, even what he did for LA Knight and for Grimes, he didn't have mm. to do too much. He did just enough, and it just feels like JBL. It feels like JBL being um being JBL and bringing his man's along, like. You know me. This is my man. Like, like this is right. like the equivalent of yo. My man over there wants to um wants to tell you that he wants a match for the title. And he's feeling he's feeling he's feeling that title. He wants a match, and he's standing there with like his hands and his his hands uh, crossed or whatever the case may be. That's kind of how I get it with JBL. So I def uh, I definitely agree with you. And, and and I think if JBL wasn't trying to call him the modern day wrestling god, I wouldn't feel that way. Like I love JBL, mm. I, 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 you know, I, I appreciate Baron Corbin for what he does. I feel like he's like an ultimate heel in a time where a lot of people are tweeners. But I think JB, I think it might work a little better if he was calling Baron Corbin something else. Uh, uh, acknowledge yeah. that he went through all these changes, and now Absolutely. he's like just Baron Corbin. He ain't happy. He ain't this. He just needed to find out who he was and who he is is a badass. Like I was a badass, right? Like even if he was like, "Yo, I'm bringing the I'm bringing the um, APA out of him," 
I'm bringing mm-hmm. the I'm bringing this out of him. Like that to me would have been like, yo, I'm rich and I, I need him. Like bring up stories about him and Ron drinking and 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 beating people down and like, yo, that's who it is. Like imagine if he brought Ron in to to like kind of like try to bring that fire out of him. Right. right? You know what I'm saying? Like something like that. But I think trying to make him like JBL now, I kind of feel like he already was. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? You know, but you know what idea you gave me for? Battle of the Wealth, Cameron Grimes versus Baron Corbin. Listen, Cameron Grimes needs that call up. Oh. If you want a face who who's like, listen, that my money's, you know, uh, I'm the, the I don't know how much you would be a face. I guess a wealthy face. Oh, <laughs> right. The right, right. Heel yeah, because he's he's a of, meme stock. He's a meme stock wealth. So people yeah, appreciate yeah. that more than old money. Old money, new money, some type of situation. I love it. I love it. Let's get that thing going. Um yes, sir. One more view that we have on here. We got Seth Rollins versus Ali. Mm-hmm. Ali has a match with Austin Theory. This is Austin Theory's first win on TV since July. That's God awesome. bless him. He's got money in the bank briefcase, but I don't know what. At least he got a beard now. I guess that's the thing that he was trying to like. Yeah. Just to make him a little bit. <laughs> Add a little bit gruff, a little grit, a right. little toughness. Yeah, um, shout out, shout out to my wife. My, 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 my wife was like. He looks different. And I was like, who are you talking about? He's like, uh, theory. She was like, yo. And I was like, I was like, yeah. Uh, you know, I'm looking at him. She was like, he didn't have a beard before, right? And I was like, you know what? He's been slowly, he had the slow grow. And shout out to him because I know a lot of brothers out there cannot do the slow grow where you can see the beard forming. Like, it's Listen, just either there or it's not. National television? Yeah, no, right? No. Like, Elias would kill for that level of instant growth right now, right? <laughs> but, like, yeah, she was like, yeah, you look at, yeah, he looks like scrub. He looks different. I was like, yes, theory does look different. So, yeah, she noticed that off rip. So, maybe that'll work. How do you feel about the the Rollins versus Ali feud? Do you feel like this is the opportunity that Ali is needed? Yeah, for sure. I think you pair him up with Seth. We talked about elevation before, right? Who better to elevate somebody than Seth freaking Rollins? Have that match. Have it. I think they're going to probably do it in Saudi, right? Have that match in Saudi. Have a banger. And then he could still be be in the mix for those titles. And maybe maybe eventually, I would love one day, like once they sort out this Roman reign, I would love for one day for Ali, like it goes back to the way it used to be where one title is like the spectacle title and the other mm-hmm. title is like the work rate world title where mm-hmm. where he can he can get his uh, um his world title shot back that, you know, he had to sacrifice. He sacrificed fire injury for Kofi Mania. You know what right, I mean? Right. So, because I did he ever wrestle? He never wrestled um um uh Kofi for the title, right? They had a match years later where he brought that up, but that would have right. been like wrestled, I think he gets one. I think he got one. It was before Last Mania. Year. He had a triple threat with Kevin Owens, Mustafa Ali, and I think Daniel Bryan. Right. Um, right. But this right, is before right. that. This is before that Mania. But yeah, nothing lately. But yeah, listen, I'd love to see Ali him. gets Ali's getting the opportunity. Um. By all means, let's see what he got. You know what I'm saying? Yes, like we gotta at least see. We gotta at least see where this is going. Um, another underrated part of the show for me, I love seeing the style evolution of Judgment Day mm-hmm. as we go week by week. Cause I feel like they add a way more shit. Like now David Priest has got a headband. <laughs> um fucking uh, the the Dominic Mysterio, who's comparing himself to modern day Eddie Guerrero, Come which on is now. hilarious. On all he know, they know what they're doing. They know what they're doing. <laughs> we got 
Judgment Day versus the OC coming at Crown Jewel. Judgment Day are on a tear currently. They are the, the baddest mofos on the roster. It makes me want the titles split desperately even more now. Yeah. Because there's opportunity to continue to elevate this group. And yes. uh Judgment Day is absolutely there. Um they got all the VC right now. They listen, just keep adding. <laughs> it's a but that was Monday Night Raw. Yes, sir. Um three hours of Monday Night Raw. Um Jeff, thank you, bro, for coming on to the show this week. My man, it was a pleasure, man. We we got a lot of that that wrestling talk in there, a lot of a lot of a lot of jokes off, you know what I mean? Uh it was a it was an awesome time. Like, shout out to y'all once again. Five years. That is no small feat. That is a major milestone, especially in a fickle uh industry like podcasting. Ooh. Where you see a lot of people, once again, you see a lot of people come and go, and y'all have been an institution and a consistent weekly brand for folks to follow. So, you know, much success to y'all. I hope you continue to grow, continue to ascend. You know, uh, you know, Mills, you know, you can you can miss one day in the gym. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm, let some cats catch up. You know what I'm saying? I ain't trying to put on the 200 of muscle. You know what I'm saying? But I'm just trying to look a little svelte. So, like, you know what I'm saying? But it's always a pleasure. I hope, I hope you know, throughout the rest of the year and the, like, coming months, we, we see each other in real life. You know what I mean? Like, events and whatnot. You know how it is. It's, it's just a different world out there. But definitely you and the rest of the crew when, when the when the shows are in town and whatnot or even um nick games because i know i know you you courtside mill so i'm just trying to you know come by and say hi <laughs> dap up let's see this, this is rich man time. yo uh, the rnc you're the rnc is for like rich you don't work for msg bro, bro i'm a humble servant look the r and rnc is for rich man rich man rich man bro you it's rich man <laughs> that is funny as hell um as I am not rich man, rich man, I'm currently looking for the best deal of when the Knicks face the Nets at Barclays. <laughs> oh, energy, Barclays energy. Is the best deals um, in the building. But <laughs> I, I do. I hope you see. Man, check this brother out on the betting exchange, MSG Networks. It's yes, it, The man is a genius. Um, I have a, you know... I'm 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 somewhat of a betting man myself, so you know I'm trying to I'm trying to get the lay of the land. So I make big sure parlay, big big meals, parlay meals. You know what I'm listen, saying? Like I see you. Listen, if you've known the idiot decisions I've made and the savant <laughs> decisions that I've made on that app, please uh, bet responsibly as always. Please please bet responsibly as, as always. always. Thank you guys for tuning in. You guys can follow the A Show at the A Show RNC on Twitter and also the A Show on RNC Radio. Um, anywhere where you listen to podcasts, you can also subscribe to the Patreon at patreon.com backslash the A Show RNC. Um, J5 will hopefully be back from his Atlanta excursion next week. If you don't see AEW this week, you know someone had cut the cables, cut the cord, went to some, somewhere and figure something out at TBS or TNT. Um, but until then, man, we'll see you guys next week. Take care. And happy Rusev Day.